Okay. Welcome to the guide to living inspired. Practical Jewish sound bites. And we're going to continue with our waking up in the morning. And pretty soon we're going to be converging into blessings. And we're going to go deeply into all the different blessings that we say in the morning. And I think that will be really interesting. But today's halacha, before we get there, is the last halacha we're going to do for getting dressed. We mentioned getting dressed modestly back in the days of the Talmud when they didn't wear clothes to sleep. They didn't have pajamas. They hadn't yet been invented. So used to, people used to sleep in their birthday suits. And then when they got up in the morning, they would get dressed under the covers so that they wouldn't have to walk around unclad. Um, so nowadays, how that relates to us is to get dressed in the bathroom. Um, okay, but what's the first thing we wear? when we wake up in the morning. So there's two indispensable Jewish items that you want to have on before you take a step in the morning. What are those? Tzitzis and Yamaka. Your Yarmaka. So what's the idea here? First of all, neither of these are biblically mandated. What do I mean by that? The only time you're biblically obligated to wear tzitzis is if you're in the mood to wear your four-cornered garment. If you have a poncho and you really want to wear your poncho, you got to put tzitzis on it. But there's no obligation in the Torah to wear tzitzis. It's only if you're wearing a four-cornered garment, make sure you have tzitzis on it. Now, but we understand that the Torah is commanding us to put tzitzis on our four-cornered garment, not just because back in the day people used to wear four-cornered garments, and therefore their four-cornered garments are tzitzis, but that we should wear tzitzis all the time. So, rabbinically, we don't try not to walk four feet without tzitzis on in the daytime. The mitzvah of tzitzis is only in the daytime, because you have to see the strings. So, one should try to wear tzitzis at all times. What's the significance of tzitzis? What do you think the symbolism of tzitzis is? <laughs> Anyone? So it's very simple. I think tzitzis have basically two, two intentions, I think. One is that you're surrounded by Hashem at all times. So remember that Hashem is surrounding you. Tzitzis, uh, the number of ties and knots and strings correspond to different numerical values that have to do with Hashem being one and surrounding us on all four sides. Number two, I think uh, a simple understanding of tzitzis is that we wear tzitzis to surround ourselves with mitzvahs. That when we get up in the morning, we said we wash our hands and dedicate our hands to the service of Hashem, to lifting up the world, well, that's the kavana of tzitzis. When we put on tzitzis, we have in mind that we want to surround ourselves with mitzvahs. We want our whole life to be a mitzvah, literally a commandment, that we are messengers of Hashem in this world, and everything we do ultimately becomes a mitzvah. When you live your life devoted to Hashem, then going to work is a mitzvah because you're making money to pay your school tuitions for your kids to go to Jewish schools, to buy kosher food, to, to live in a Jewish neighborhood, all of that costs 
serious money. So working becomes a mitzvah. Eating, it's a mitzvah, eating kosher food, but you're, you're eating in order to have energy to do more mitzvahs, right? Going to sleep is a mitzvah, so you have energy to wake up to do mitzvahs. Your whole life becomes a mitzvah. And, and that's, that's one of the, the intentions of, of tzitzis. A third thing we have to mention is that biblically speaking, the tzitzis have something on them that we no longer have today. Does anyone know? Yes. What is that? Oh, the blue thread. There is a thread of techelis, turquoise thread, which is supposed to be on the tzitzis. And that is the main point of the tzitzis, actually. That that thread reminds you of the ocean, which reminds you of the sky, which reminds you of the throne, Hashem's throne, which is symbolized by the color blue. That when we look at the tzitzis, it's supposed to connect us to Hashem, to remember God, to uplift the physical. So we no longer have that color blue. Why? Because the Talmud explains that that color blue comes from a particular aquatic animal. And it, that animal has become lost to us. We no longer know how to make that color blue. The Talmud makes it very clear that color blue is not to be mistaken for indigo. Indigo comes from a plant. comes from India. We do, that is not the color. Similar to that color, though. So throughout the ages, there have been different theories about what that blue thread, that blue color is. It's quite fascinating. I recommend looking it up and learning about it a little bit. It was yeah. once suggested that it was the cuttlefish. It's not the cuttlefish that has been disproven. Um, the most recent and probably most authoritative theory is that it is the Murex chunculus, a type of snail found in the Mediterranean which produces a blue-purplish dye, which was used in the ancient world, in the Roman-Greek world, in the Middle East, as dye. Thousands of shells were found in cities along the coast of Israel, in archaeological sites. It quite certainly was used for dye. And it makes a lot of sense that this was the, the dye used, according to the Torah, um, and one of the reasons why that dye went out of use was because the Romans forbade commoners using the color because it was a royal color. And at penalty of death, the Jews were had a very hard time utilizing it. And then the color indigo was discovered in India, in the Far East. And now there was no longer need for this complicated process of extracting dye from the snails. And it went out of style. And it also was over-harvested, and eventually uh, the Jews moved out of that area, and it became very hard to come by, and we forgot the exact formula of how to get the color. Anyway, some people wear it nowadays. Some people say, no, we don't know for sure it's the right one, and we continue not to wear it. But that's something to think about when you put on sitzes as well. One last point for tonight. The idea of a yarmulke. What does the word yarmulke mean? You ever notice the silent letter in that word that's now pronounced? Yarmulke? So it actually comes from the Aramaic word, Yare Malka, which means fear of the king. We wear a yarmulke to remind us, the word fear in Hebrew doesn't mean fear, being afraid, it means awareness, recognition of God, to remind us that there's a God above us at all times. It's a sign of humility, a sign of submission, 
And it is not biblically commanded. It's not even Jewish law. It's a custom that became ingrained in the Jewish people to the point that now it is forbidden to walk four steps without a yarmulke, forbidden to make blessings without a yarmulke. A yarmulke doesn't mean a funny skull cap. It means any head covering. You could wear whatever <laughs> floats your boat. You could wear a turban. You could wear a bandana. You could wear a newsy cap from the 1920s, right? Like Jacob's wearing. You could wear a bowler, a top hat, a baseball hat, a bandana, I might have mentioned, a wig. You, you can wear whatever you want. But the key is to have your head covered. And the goal is to remember that there's a God. All the mitzvahs are there as signposts to remind us of God's existence. Sitzis and Yamaka are very clear how they do that. Other mitzvahs you have to dig a little deeper. But if the mitzvahs are not reminding you that there's a God, you're doing them wrong. So the point is not checking off boxes on a list and doing as many mitzvahs as you can. The point is doing the mitzvahs with intention, mindfulness, with love and with fear, with emotion. Get your imagination into it. Get your heart into it. Become aware of what you're doing. So that's the idea of tzitzis, remembering that we're always surrounded by Hashem, that Hashem, to do, bring mitzvahs into our life, surround ourselves with mitzvahs, wearing yarmulke to remember there's a God above us, and the tzitzis, the blue th- string that we no longer have, or most people don't, is to remind us of, of God's existence above the world. And if you want to hear something deep about the idea of the sea reflecting the sky, listen to uh, my talk about water, the secret of water, which I said a couple of times uh, uh, over Sukkot time this year. Okay, thank you for listening and wishing you a blessed evening. Questions, comments?